Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, along with Jody McDonald, I'm Glenn Mack now, 94 WIP. Um, but Jody, before we get into the, the, the case of the, the mystery bag, I want, I want to tell you that I'm reading the Michael Connolly bio on Wikipedia. And he, in fact, was born in Philadelphia and lived here until he was 12. I missed working with Michael Connolly by a matter of weeks or months. Really? So, yeah. So, my new, when, when I started my career, I used to write for the Fort Lauderdale News and Sun Sentinel. I remember that. You yeah. talking about your fondness for Florida and thought you might be there for a long time. Boom, you got out of Dodge, got to Detroit. Went from 75 and or uh, to 100 every day to uh, tough Detroit winners. That all correct. And I moved to Detroit in February 1981 in the middle of winter um, from Fort Lauderdale because I got a really good job with the Detroit Free Press. And so that was it. And I was going to live there forever until I didn't, until I went to work for the Inquirer and then here at WIP. But I wrote for the Fort Lauderdale News and Sun Sentinel. And I'm reading the Connolly's bio. And it said he started out as a crime writer for the Daytona Beach News Journal where he worked for two years until he went to the Fort Lauderdale News and Sun Sentinel in 1981. For all I know, he got my got my job, got my desk. <laughs> I, mean, I, I left there in 1981, which I, I don't know what month he got hired, but man, would have been cool to know him before he was him. Little did either one of you know that you were going to go on to bigger and better things. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure he's quite, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure he's quite as impressed, but nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, um be. So here's the thing. So we had the party for Ray last Saturday, which was really nice. And I give station management and everybody at the station, Cindy Webster, Rod Lake, and Davey Agaroff, like a ton of credit for just doing it right with Ray. You were there. You saw what a nice event it was. Which, by the way, that cake was almost too cool to eat. Amazing. Yeah, Holy sweet treats. Mackerel. Sweet treats over in. Um, uh, I'm going to say it wrong. It's not Hamilton. It's what's the town that starts with an H in New Jersey? Haddonfield. Haddonfield. Thank you. Yeah, that's the bakery. Yeah, it was made. It was the yellow legal pads, and in fact, it was flawlessly perfect. You felt guilty cutting into it. I did. I really. Did. I almost did. I wanted a piece in the worst way, but I almost said like, "No, right. you can't." You, Ray needs to take that home and put it under uh, something and save it for the rest of his life. <laughs> Hopefully, the ants don't get at it. But it was one of the most impressive cakes I've ever seen. Yeah, and, and the whole party was really nice, and a lot of people came. You came, other people from the stations came, Seth Joyner came, uh, Fran Dunphy came by, the Philly Fanatic made a great appearance. Philly, did you, Were you there when my grandson saw the Philly Fanatic? I missed. I didn't oh, get there until uh, like 11.20, and you said your grandson was in and out in the first hour and change. Yeah, well, he took a he took a header off a chair, and that kind of ended the fun. Oh. But, but, well, he's two. He was having a great time, and he the Philly Fanatic— you never know, is a two-year-old going to like or be scared of the Philly fanatic, right? Right. Can go either his, way. Right. His father had explained literally the day before they were he was getting his haircut, and the haircut place had a life-size cut out of the fanatic. So his dad has explained, this is the Philly fanatic, and maybe we'll go to a game and we'll see him. So, so when he saw the fanatic, he loved him, which was great. And I asked him the next day, I said, you saw the fanatic? He goes, yeah. I said, what do you, what do you think of him? He goes, big. Big. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so we have this nice party for Ray. His family is there, the whole thing. And Ray and I are broadcasting the show as other people are mingling around. And then the show ends. And I, damn it, I can't find my bag. Where's my bag? And I'm looking all over the place. And it's a very distinct bag, which is a swag giveaway 
from uh, this HBO boxing from a fight how long ago? Right, way back. Showtime. Got to get Show, the, Showtime, uh, not HBO by Showtime by. Yeah, of course. Correct. There you go. Red and black. And so I finally locate. It's like, oh, thank God, there it is. And I pick it up and I said, well, somebody stuck a book in my bag. That's not my book, a mystery novel. It's like it's weird. And I also noticed that like the pad that I keep in it wasn't there. But I figured, all right, well. I don't care about the pad and whoever put the book in. I don't know if they were trying to give me a book. I'll put the book on the table. And I started to load my other stuff into the bag. And, Jody, you take it from there. Yes, yeah, someone, not me, someone else pointed out to me, by the way, I think Glenn took your bag. I said, what? What are you talking about? I left my bag over there. He said, yeah, he walked over. I saw you put your bag down. And Glenn came over and got it. Don't know if you guys are going out together where they're I don't know what you're talking about, so I go over, and you are taking my book out of my bag, which you've now <laughs> loaded with three-quarters of your stuff, yeah. and I go, Mac, what are you doing? You put, you take my bag? And you go, it's your bag? No, no, it's just Showtime Boxing. I said, yes, mine's Showtime Boxing as well, and then we eventually found your bag, and you said, oops, my bad. Uh, sorry about that, Joe, and it worked out fine, but I just thought it was hysterical that you and I had the same exact bag. We haven't been partners in 20 years, but we've got the same exact bag given to us as swag from covering boxing. Like way back, though, right? I mean, I feel like this. So the story with me is I have this herniated disc in my back, which really bothers me, and one of the things they said is don't carry anything heavy, don't carry anything big. So this is, it's a much smaller bag than the backpack I use. So I pulled it from like the back of the closet where it had been. For, do you remember, is this a Mayweather fight? You remember what fight this was for? I, I know when I got mine. Uh, and you may have gotten it somewhere else if you covered a boxing match. And they, yes, Showtime gives out these uh, swag bags that you can then help advertise them going forward if you use it. Mine was Lennox Lewis. Mike Tyson in Memphis that Showtime paid for us to go down and do shows. This is one of my other partners. Oh, yeah, no. After you, buddy, uh, when Sid Rosenberg and I were partners up at FAN, yeah. uh, we went down and did three days of shows leading up to the fight, and they gave uh, the bag out to those of the media members who came in to help preview the fight. So I even remember where I got it, and I almost lost it on Saturday because you almost walked away with it. <laughs> mine, was, mine was a Mayweather fight in Vegas. Oh, gosh, I was working with Anthony. It had to be prior to 2013. So it's, it's I think I, that bag mine is a decade old. What are the yeah, odds? Mine's anyway. damn close to it. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, it was, it was, a, uh, it was a funny funny moment. Uh, I want to get into the Eagles, but Chuck and Sherry Hill has got something on the Phillies. Let's get them up here. What's on your mind, Chuck? Hey, guys. Good afternoon. Great shows. Always keep up the good work. Uh, Thank you. I got a question, Joe. We look at this thing on our podcast. It's a systemic problem they've got. It's not two injuries. It's, they, they got a situation with the bullpen, you know, almost at the bottom, uh, with your defense at the bottom. You take a look at the offense, middle of the pack, starting pitching is very good. So long, short, long term, you're trying to fix this thing. It's to the point where the problems are overwhelming. You know, teams go first to third routinely. That's extra, you know, extra runs allowed. Uh, the corner in the infield and the outfield, it's a disaster. You know, is this the group that you can whip into shape to actually play above 500 ball? Or is this a group you look at and you have to start to dismantle and, and go in a different direction? I mean, it right, that's the conversation we've been having right. all yeah, day. I mean, it's it's a fair ahead, question, and, and Glenn just gave you the answer, which is uh, accurate. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. That's okay. You, I just, we just can't make on. that call. You want to make that call today. I understand why you want to make that call today. You can't. They just right. changed managers. They're going to give Rob Thompson, he's 1-0, uh, a little bit to prove whether he is or isn't the guy for this team. Uh, the trade deadline is August 2nd this year. Usually it's July 31st, but I guess Major League Baseball doesn't want to do anything on the weekends anymore. I don't yeah. know when that came into play, that they, they move key dates like trade deadlines around for convenience purposes. Convenient, but the yeah. trade yeah. deadline is August 2nd. We got two months to get there. So the Phillies need to see what they have, what they built. Was it good? Was it off? Did they overemphasize uh, offense and not okay. enough emphasis on defense? Yeah, call us back on July 4th weekend. If it, if it points that way, would they? If it points in, in the wrong way, would they make moves like that? Here's, here's what, go ahead, Jody. Big, I you, you said earlier, and I yeah, think you're right. They've, they've got contracts that don't allow them to do that. Uh, Schwarber and Castellanos can't be moved at this point. 
Who you so, mean? There, there's a kid, the Miners, Morales. This kid's numbers are insane. He's got 35 Ks and 22 innings and 3.6 hits per nine. I think they got to get this guy Morales back up, give him an opportunity in the bullpen. So you, this is why you have to listen to the whole show, because I asked Todd Zalicki yeah, about Morales earlier today. He came up, had two decent games, one really good game, one decent game, got a save, and they send him out for no apparent reason. He needs to be back in the big leagues ASAP. You and I are agreement on that. I want to work something in here on the Eagles because I keep teasing it. By the way, this hour is sponsored by Meridian Bank. Business banking at its best. Visit them at meridianbanker.com. So the Eagles made a couple of moves uh, yesterday. They uh, promoted uh, John Ferrari to vice president of football operations and compliance. And they uh, promoted Alec Hallaby, uh, a name that we'll get back to in a moment, to vice president of football operations and strategy. Both are given assistant GM titles. Also, they, um, they promoted Connor Barwin. Which I I like. I don't remember his exact title. I think he might be head of player personnel now. Um, loved him as a player. Think he's a terrific guy. We've had him as a guest on Tell Story. Really smart. But the big news there really um, is that Jeff Lurie's son Julian has been given an official role with the team. He is the title is business and football operations strategy. I don't know if it's director of vice president whatever, but that's what he is. Uh, Jody. Julian is 27. Jeff Lurie, his dad, is 70. We don't have to work hard to read these tea leaves, right? Not at all. Um, and uh, Jeff Lurie is a very good owner, and he did make a statement, didn't feel questioned, but did make a statement this week about it's a very advantageous situation. He's been in the last couple of years working through the NFL rotational program, which is a bunch of children, offspring of owners to get them a feel for one day being able to take over a National Football League team. Damn, I wish I was in that program. I was, uh, about, but, I was about to say, I love my dad and everything he's done, but geez, I wish my dad owned an NFL team. That seems like a pretty good gig. Really nice program to be able to join in. Uh, but to uh, Julian Lloyd's credit, he did it. He is now with the Eagles, didn't have an official title. Now he does. Uh, th he's going to take over the Eagles at some point. Unless, of course, he decides not to. Which Jeff kind of opened that door this week by saying, if this is what he chooses to do, mm. well, what's he going to do? Buy, buy and run a string of Wawas? No, my, <laughs> he thinks he's going to run the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, so I know Jeff didn't want to put the pressure on him and come right out and say it, but, yeah, you can read through this one very easily that eventually he's going to take over the team. And I think it's a good thing to get him involved. Let him be part of the organization, be around it, if someday he's going to take over the team rather than have Jeff Laurie sell it to a, a good buddy of Glenn's, uh, Norman Brayman, point two. I uh, don't think exactly. he's going to go there again. Uh, no, no, you hit it. You, you hit it exactly, which is, I, I know, because I, I listened to WIP this week, and a lot of people are like, oh, no, no, he's going to be running it. He's an analytics guy. He's a friend of his how analytics guy. W whatever he is. He is the son of Jeff Lurie, who, as you said, and I agree, has done a very – one of the best owners in the history of Philadelphia sports. Uh, this franchise has been very successful on the field and off, and I'd rather this than have his kid, than have Julian or Jeffrey, sell the team to the unknown, the carpetbagger. I mean, you know, most owners we don't love. Uh, Norman Brayman is the name you brought up, who was the previous owner. Keeping the Eagles in the family for another generation uh, makes sense to me for their, their kind of long-term being. Here's the only potential downside, and I, I'm not worried about it much, but I can't say it's 0% because I think it's a good thing, and, and the fact that he's going through the steps is a good thing as well. I think it's been handled as best as it can be. He is 27. He has been. He was down to senior bowl with the guy. So we know that now he's got an official title. So he's going to have a voice within the organization. It should still be the voice of a 27-year-old, not, not a guy who's coming in and dictating things. The only one who will determine this is Jeff Lurie himself. How much influence does he have right away? If he comes in and continues to learn and is certainly given his opinion, but is it necessarily acted upon just because his last name's Lurie? then that's a good thing. 
if Jeff is ready to fast track this and is ready to step aside, even while he's still the owner, but his son is making significant decisions about the future, the only fear is it could come a little bit too quickly. Other than that, I think this is a very good thing that Eagle fans should be happy about. Well, and that's where people are nervous because so he, he goes to college and his, his, I don't say his roommate, his friend is this guy, Alec Hallaby, who is now there and just got promoted. And he's, uh, he's an analytics guy, right? The Harvard grad, which I know makes football fans nervous, but I mean, it isn't in case that he's probably got a brain. Um, and his, his voice has kind of been picking up in the organization since he got here, which by the way was, I think a decade ago, and the Eagles had some people leave recently to take jobs with other teams, and I know there's this natural inclination to think, uh-oh, you know, they're moving to this young Harvard non-football guy as the analytics guy and so on. If that happens and if they start to tumble and if they lose their way, I will share that, but I'm not going to be afraid in advance that any of this is bad news. So, too early go. to do it. We don't even. Yep. We're just speculating on it could happen. Let's wait till it actually happened before we get crazy about it. So your brother was a, a, a baseball lifer, general manager, and scout, and all that. My dad was a uh, was a commercial artist and advertising guy in Western New York, and uh, we're both proud of him. But Jody, all due respect, if my dad owned a professional franchise <laughs> <laughs> and said, you know, son. I think it's time for me to just hang out here. The reins are all yours. That would not have been a bad thing. Yeah, I think we both did just fine. We're not complaining about the DNA lottery, but there are some Mega Millions winners out there, which you and I might not be. That's correct. Rob in Westchester wants to join us. Hello, Rob. Hi, how are you doing? I just want to say how much I'm enjoying listening to you guys. I've listened to both of you for years and years. Jody, back when he was on the New York stations, and Glenn and you and, and uh, Ray, every every weekend I love Ray and you and, and you guys sound so great together. But I want to tell you a more detailed analysis of why you sound so great together. Not only are you brilliant with your sports knowledge, both of you, but you are both brilliant speakers and radio people. And this 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 is unbelievable. I am so excited that you, that Jody, you're going to come on. And what I this is what I told the the other station channel because they had a substitute come on, Joe Gilio, and he's freaking awesome. So you just like this is the Eddie D. Bartola Junior Forty Niners from the eighties, and Eddie had Steve Young on the bench behind Joe Montana winning Super Bowls. They didn't know wow. what to do with Steve. It's like okay, I got to play sometime. I'm going to be in the Hall of Fame, right? So they finally had to put in Young, but because Montana got hurt, and then Montana ended up getting traded to Kansas City and all that. But Eddie had the money, pre-salary cap, to pay Steve Young a fortune to sit on the bench for three years or whatever he did. He came so in, in and this, played in a this lot. Equation, Joe, Jody is Steve Young. Jody is Steve, Steve Young. Young. Ray, Ray is, is Joe, Joe Montana. Montana. Jody uh, is Steve Young. I'm Eddie And DeBartolo? you guys don't miss a beat because it's the greatest sports channel oh, you're in so the nice. world. Thank you so. That's very nice of him. Thank you very much. And, oh, by the way, it's funny because we were just talking about Jeff Laurie. You and I were together when the Eagles were sold to Jeff Laurie, and someone asked him about his tie to the 49ers, and Jeff Laurie said what, uh, MacMan? He said, I want to run this like Eddie DeBartolo and so on and so on. Yes. So, but we asked him, who who would be the Carmen policy oh, that's right. of this group? <laughs> that's and right. he said, that would be me. He said, and me. you and I just both looked like, at each other like, uh-oh. uh-oh. Yeah. You know uh-oh. what else I remember? You know what else I remember about that back then? Um, because we went to like the, the – he had like a party and a get-together, and he's throwing around the football. Remember that? Um, and it's like – I remember you and I were the first to get that interview after yeah. he announced, right? Because yep, I mean, not that we were brilliant; it was just our day part. And he comes on, and he's like, "Yeah, I, you know, I really like the fans. I'm one of you guys, and I'm going to hang out, and you're going to find me in the parking lot before and after games." And he did that for a year or two, and then I think somebody persuaded him, like, "Look, you're the owner." Like, you don't mingle with the fans because mostly they'll tell you when you stink. Another and, he kinda, thing. and he pushed back. And he didn't push back. He pulled back, and you didn't see him as much. But when Which he started, was... he was like, you know, I want to hang out at the bar and have a beer with you guys and talk football. 
which was smart on his part. Somebody gave him a very good piece of advice. And the other thing he mentioned uh, when he was on with us was uh, that he was a mock draft guy. That uh, before oh, yeah. owning the, that he would get together with friends and they'd go through their lists and scouting right. reports and everything else. Yeah. And hey, according to Jeff, this off season, whenever he's gotten involved, he always gets it right. Yeah. The picks that he continue to make are the ones that yeah, have worked out right. tremendously. I'm responsible for. The that's exactly right. For this one and this one and this. The, what, what about the? What about that? Oh no, I had nothing to do with yeah, that no, guy. No, 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 no. <laughs> what about that fireman who played guard? No, no, no. <laughs> I, 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 that wasn't me. That was the other people. Yeah. All right. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Zach, hang in there. Anybody else wants to join? Please do. And coming up, the Sixers, as Jody mentioned earlier, now have the twenty third pick in the NBA draft. I'm going to throw a couple names by MC uh, if anyone. Uh, Anyone strikes his fancy. He's Jody McDonald. I'm Glenn Mack now. Um, this segment, by the way, sponsored by Meridian Bank. Business banking at its best. Visit the meridianbanker.com. We're here on 94 WIP. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. All right, Jody, who's this band? Welcome to the jungle. That would be GNR. There you go. I always count on you for that. So, yeah, you know what? I, you and I never agreed much on music. That I do remember that. I do remember we have very different tastes. Different musical taste. That's fine. That's perfectly fine. That's great. It's great, but it comes back to me. Uh, this segment sponsored by Meridian Bank. Business banking at its best. Visit them at meridianbanker.com. Zach in Mount Laurel is with us. Hey, Zach. Hey, gentlemen. How's it going? Good. So I have two quick points to get to before my actual reason for calling. First off, I've never been so happy to have a commercial break to wait through before getting on because Rob is a really hard car to follow. <laughs> okay, like well, there you go. You got your buffer. That's a great guy right there. Yep, there, you there you go. Um, also, I, I wanted to get in earlier. Uh, I couldn't. I was on the way to work. But uh, congrats to Ray and his excellent career. I've been listening for a little while now, and whenever he's on, I, I just I love listening. It's, it's such an easy listen. It's so much fun. Ray has um, been. Point- uh, let me let me just say it has been my privilege to partner with Ray for 21 years. 
Uh, I, you know, we did a, our send off last week, and I got a little choked up, and he did, and it was all, it was all very sincere. And um, I wish Ray his best. I mean, he really does plan to retire and take it easy. Although he's doing a book signing today, actually, I'll give him one last plug. If you're in the Camp Hill area today, Ray is signing copies of his books at the Barnes and Noble in the Camp Hill Shopping Center. He retires and spends his first week driving to Camp Hill. But anyway. What else you got? So I'm, I'm a little confused, and, and I will state the fact I'm 26, so a lot of the old head fans already are going to stop listening to me and what I have to say about the Eagles. But I don't see much issue with Julian Laurie being brought up and being put in position for the ownership. I very much appreciate that Jeffrey Laurie has not just Said, oh yeah, he's gonna get it. He's put. He's saying, all right, you gotta work for it. You gotta get yourself familiar. You gotta like. We're a blue collar town. That's that's what Philly's been for decades. We're blue collar. We work for what we get. And Jeff's doing the same thing to his son. He's saying, all right, if you're gonna own this team, you gotta work for it. You gotta earn your place, earn your knowledge. And when you get to a point where he's got it and he knows what he's doing, he has a chance to get it. I appreciate that. What do you guys feel? Jody, you go first. My only issue was, and I hear exactly what you're saying, and what you're saying is is certainly accurate. Come on, we know it's going to happen. Just Jeff's statement this week from, if this is what he chooses to do, what else is he going to choose to do? Jody, I, he I, could he could live on a lot for on a, on a lot on a yacht for the next ten years, circling the world, you know. But but yes, I I agree. This is going to be it. He's going to be the guy, and, and both Glenn and I agree it's a good thing for the Eagles. The unknown here, uh, the, I guess uh, Julian is in part an unknown, but the unknown of someone else buying the team, to me, is much scarier than Julian Laurie taking it over at some point. Yep. I, I 100% agree. He could do a lot worse. Yeah. I mean, he I grew up. Like he grew up in this, right, from the time he was a little kid, and you know, a friend of mine, uh, Andy, just sent me a note uh, like, oh, what about uh, Ed Snyder and Jay Snyder? And, yeah, Jay Snyder did not work out when uh, Ed Snyder tried to give him the reins, although he did get Eric Lindros, which seemed like a great idea at the time. Um, and it can go bad, but I will assume that this kid is bright, that he's learned from his father the values of owning a football team. Um, I, like Jody, think that Jeff Lurie's done a good job and, and you feel the same way, and I'll, I'll, I'll take my shot with him as opposed to the unknown. Yeah, I mean, I think as, as far as decisions for the future goes, the Eagles as a whole have made good, solid decisions. Whether they pan out or not is for the birds, but... They seem like they are making the most rational decisions for themselves going forward. Yep, I agree. I'm uh, Zach. Nicely put. No argument from me. Uh, okay, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Jody, I want to throw something in here that uh, we alluded to earlier, and I I know that you watch college basketball uh, a lot, and you know what you're watching, and I trust your opinion. And as we said, the Nets uh, announced earlier this week that they've decided to let the Sixers keep that number 23 pick uh, for the June draft. And um, so the Nets get the Sixers 2023 first-round pick. And what it says to me, I mean, it's pretty easy to interpret this, Jody. It means the Nets figure that the next year's pick moves up if the Sixers aren't very good, (laughs) and they think the Sixers will be worse next year, right? No other way to read that? That's part of it. You can't just dismiss that out of hand. There could be more to it than that. The Nets have what they believe is a pretty deep roster as of right now. So how much is this year's 23rd overall pick going to come in and contribute for them? Um, They they may have that opinion that their roster is good enough. But in part, you have to believe they're making a value judgment as to whether this pick will be higher or lesser than next year's pick for sure. All right, so I've seen a couple of stories kind of looking at potential Sixers picks at that 23 spot, one by Kyle Newbeck of the Philly Voice. I know he's on with Angelo a lot. Um, 
So I'm going to throw some names out here and um, just, you know what, I'll I'll read names. Stop me if any of them do anything for you. Kendall Brown, uh, a wing player from Baylor. Uh, E.J. Liddell, Ohio State power forward. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to leave out the European ones for now. Bruce McGowan's Nebraska guard. Christian Braun, a six foot six wing from Kansas. Uh, Dalen Terry, six foot six guard from Arizona, nineteen years old. Uh, did I say Jalen Williams? No, six foot six wing. They're all six foot six wings. Every one of them from Santa Clara. Uh, Kennedy Chandler, a five foot eleven guard from Tennessee. Jody, I, I'm not hearing you uh, jump up and uh, praise any of these guys. The, the, there is one that I do specifically like. Uh, the Braun kid from Kansas is not a bad player. Um, but there is one specific. And we're talking about the 23rd pick in the draft. So we can come up with names of guys we think are going to be there. Yeah, Mikhail But in Bridges. actuality, we got no idea. Uh, I want to wait till draft night and see who's left on the board. It reminds me of one of my highlight Mac and Mac moments from you and I years ago. 1998, NBA draft. I think the Sixers have the sixth or seventh, seventh or eighth pick. Uh, and we talked about it leading up to the draft. And all week long, I'd been talking about Larry Hughes that I'd seen him play for St. Louis. He had played well in a game against either St. Joe's or uh, Temple or uh, LaSalle, whoever it was. Uh, and I saw the kid, and I said, damn, this kid's a player. So I did my research on him, and I thought he could land somewhere in the draft right around there. And sure enough, draft night, Sixers take Larry Hughes. So we come in the next day, and you go, Jody, you must be ecstatic. The Sixers took the guy that you'd been talking up for a week. I go, Glenn, I'm ticked off. And you go, why? What? No, no, no. You told me Larry Hughes. You got me all excited about Larry Hughes. How are you ticked off? I said, because I had no idea that Paul Pierce was going to yes. fall down <laughs> in the draft and be available for the Sixers to yes. take. And sure enough, yes. Larry Hughes was Larry Hughes and Paul Pierce was Paul Pierce. So, and, uh, and to add to your story, it comes out years later that Larry Brown says he picked him over Paul Pierce because he promised Larry Hughes that he was going to do it. And right. he didn't want to renege on his promise. And I didn't. I mean, I, I appreciate honor among men, but for God's sakes. I, anyway, I, if I had known that, that's the reason why I would have hiked up Larry Hughes. I didn't know that. I didn't. You're right. It didn't come out till years later. Uh, but yeah, Paul Pierce probably going to the NBA Hall of Fame. So projecting at number twenty three is kind of poking and hoping and throwing darts at the wall. But a guy I really do like is uh, the Liddell kid from Ohio State. Um, athletic, uh, forward, guy who can shoot the three. I know George Niang had a lot of fans this year, but I think either you and I could dribble past George Niang and get to the hoop. Well, I don't know uh, about me, but okay. He's not much of a defender, and I think they could use some athleticism at that position. And I'll tell you why he might fall down to him. If he does, it'll be a good thing because I really do like the player. He's a junior. And in the NBA today, if you're not coming out after your freshman year, everybody wants to know, why not? Why you, Everybody comes out after freshman year. The best players all come out after freshman year. Well, those best players are all going to be taken in the top 15 picks. When you get down into the 20s, if you've got a kid who's stuck around for a couple of years, whatever the reason is, and he's developed on the collegiate level, then he's got a better chance to step in and be a contributor year one rather than banking on the potential that he's going to get better the longer he's in the league. Take a guy who you think can step in and give you a little something-something at number 23, and I think Liddell can do that. Then you get him on the cheaper contract for the first four years, the rookie deal, and you already got a guy who's performing for you rather than someone you believe is going to perform a year, two years, or three years from now. Sometimes you wait on the guy who finally kicks in. Oh, now we got to give him a max contract. Yeah. That's not what Liddell is. So if he is there at number 23, I think he'd be a perfect fit for the uh, Sixers. All right. Well, there you go. Save and store that one for the uh, for the draft, which is which is coming up. Uh, Phillies tonight against the Angels. Zach Wheeler against Michael Lorenzen. So Lorenzen is is five and two with a three nineteen average. Lorenzen is a guy who also can hit, right? Correct. He, yeah, they've got two of those. They've got Shohei and they've got yeah. Lorenzen, guys who can both play the field, hit, and pitch. Yeah, I remember seeing him as an outfielder a couple of years ago. He's he's good. Cincinnati, uh, yes. Yeah, with Cincinnati, exactly, exactly. And uh, Wheeler, of course, is having a, is having a fine year, uh, three and three with a three sixteen. Uh, any thoughts on this game tonight? 
yes, the undefeated Rom Thompson will stay undefeated, <laughs> and he'll get to Sunday before we actually have to, because Wheeler has, you're right. Um, he got off to the slow start. Uh, that was uh, not not as overstated as I thought it was because, oh, Zach Wheeler's not going to be ready to start of the season. He pitched the first week. He just yeah. pitched the fifth game instead of the first yeah, game, which no he should deal. have off the season that he had. But he really wasn't 100%. He is now back to the same level that he was last year. So I like the Phillies' chances anytime he's taking the ball uh, these days. And tomorrow is Kyle Gibson against Patrick Sandoval, the lefty, who is also having good uh, off to a good start. The Angels have just been dead recently. They've had a horrible road trip, which ends for them uh, tomorrow. Well, I, actually, I don't know if it ends for them tomorrow, but their their stay here ends tomorrow. Um we don't get to see Otani pitch, which is uh, – I know he pitched against the Yankees. Too bad. I would li- I would have liked to see that. Yeah, they – well, as would I, but Otani's – Shohei Otani is good enough that uh, – which do you want to see? A good player on the other team perform or the yeah, Phillies actually have a better chance to win? I kind of fall on the side of I can catch Shohei Otani on TV anytime. Uh, you know, let's get the Phillies in matchups that they can actually walk away with victories. Well, right, it's always that, right? Because, you know, you look at the schedule and you see, like, oh, look at that. Otani's coming. Mike Trout's coming in. Mike Trout's for I'd love to see Mike Trout. And then you go, and it's like you just hope he grounds out four times as opposed to hitting home runs. But, you know, there you go. Uh, two, one, five. Actually, I work in Herb here before the break. Herb, what's on your mind? Yeah, no, I just wanted to say something about, you know, Harper, okay? He's been doing a lot of weights for so many years. His father... The brother, they both lift a lot of weight, you know. And I think this elbow issue is uh, something that... You think he's bringing down? Thank you. 215-592-9494. The hell was that? Uh, Jody McDonald, Glenn Macnow will come back. We'll wrap it up, find out what we forgot to talk about right here on 94 WIP. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Jody McDonald, Glenn Mack now, 94 WIP on a fun day. What's coming up at uh, GoBirds Radio after us with uh, James yes, Elliott? There you go. A lot going on. Eagles minicamp. Jody, uh, any, uh, I know you do that Eagles 365 show, which is right. uh, great, and I've uh, had a fun time being a guest with you and John McMullen. Um, any, any thoughts, reports on Eagles mini camp that you guys had in the first couple days? And we will uh, certainly be tapping into the host of the Eagles pregame show to jump on with us again. So uh, no full well. The requests will continue, Mr. Mack now. Um, yeah, here's my one, Rob. And I guess that one year in, no one can say for sure, but 
they went for all of 45 minutes yesterday. They had the ability to run drills. They're not really practicing. Uh, no 11-on-11s. It's all just uh, doing drills and conditioning and, and talking a good game. Uh, the NFL has changed from uh, when you and I started as partners and two-a-days and things. It's just not uh, – I have to right, adjust. In the sun, in the hot sun, yeah. Sure. Right. That's not happening anymore. But even in comparison to the other teams around the league – now, today, the Eagles are doing less than almost anybody else. Uh, no mandatories, all optional. There were a whole bunch of veterans that weren't there yesterday, which was the first time they allowed the media in, and they went for all of 45 minutes. I expect the Eagles to be tremendously healthy when the season starts, but will they be ready to rock when the season gets underway? Uh, yes, they were very healthy at the start of last season, but they also started 2-5. and five. Now, their starting schedule was more difficult than their finishing schedule, and that could be a reason why they added two. They ran the ball when Jalen Hurts wasn't ready to pass the ball. There's a lot of reasons. Yeah, they had a new coach trying Eagles to find season. his way. Yeah, Right. Yeah. But they, like last year, they're doing the same thing this year. They're not worrying much about getting up to speed and repetitions and the like. Maybe I'm just too old school where practice makes perfect, and uh, the more you put into it, the more you'll get out of it. It does scare me a little bit. The, the Eagles are, uh, as an organization, and they're putting it all on Nick Sirianni's plate, and I don't believe this. I believe it's an organizational decision that uh, less is more, that uh, we're doing this for a reason. Sports science is telling us that we don't need to get anybody hurt before the season starts. And and I get the sports science, and I get the not wanting to get guys hurt, and I get the viciousness of the game, but I do think, and it, it's a league-wide thing for reasons that we understand, but I do think that when I watch it, when I watch games, particularly early in the season, it's almost like the regular season is now the preseason. And, yep. you know, also they're playing one fewer preseason game, which, by the way, as, as a guy who watches football, I don't mind. The preseason is dreadful. But, um, yeah, it takes them. I always feel now like September is the month that everybody takes to get into shape. And then the real season starts. You just hope you're not too buried. You see it in the tackling. You see it in the timing. Um, it's it's, it's going to be this way now. You're right. The Eagles do less. But it, it doesn't make the product better. It certainly makes the longevity of the players better, and that's more important. But you see it in early season games. So. And, oh, by the way, again, uh, when we judge a schedule, when it comes out, you never really know. You're, you're, yeah. you're going off what they did last year, and teams improve, and teams get worse and the like. But you look at the Eagles' schedule at Detroit, home Minnesota, at Washington, home Jacksonville. That is not a killer sched to get things going. They need to be 3-1 and one after four games, and I hope the we're going to take our time to build into shape over the course of a season and stay as healthy as possible doesn't come back and bite them the first month of the season this year. Indeed. All right, Jody McDonald, it is time to go back to our studio and talk to Moshe Kravitz and find out what did we forget to talk about today. Well, guys, we had a couple of big retirements in the NFL this week, including Frank Gore. The possibly greatest Philadelphia Eagle of all time. Uh, you know, just any any fond memories you guys want to touch on from Frank Gore's oh, Eagles career? There's so many highlights. I couldn't pick one highlight. Yeah, it's the, it's the old line. Is he going to go into Canton as a Philadelphia Eagle? Which, by the way, guys don't go into I Canton. I mean, I'm upset he's signing a one-day contract with the Niners instead of the Eagles. Thought? By the way, Jody, third leading rusher of all time. Yeah, he's guy had a great career. Uh, usually, like, he's not a guy who got a ton of attention uh, when he played, but God, he was good for so long. He's going to go into the Hall of Fame. That yeah. that's it. And uh, had a good day on our Birds three sixty five show this week. Clark Judge, who works for Talk of Fame, who is a Hall of Fame voter, and we talked Hall of Fame with him the other day for about twenty five minutes, and how they go about through the process. Everything. That's one thing you can't argue. When you're the third leading rusher of all time, there's no way around it, even though at no point during his career was he ever the best back in the National Football League on any given year. Right, right. He, his he was always accomplishments good. have he was to always get great. into yep. Canton. All right, what else, Mosh? Yeah, well, uh, another uh, guy with a really long career, not quite as storied, uh, is retiring. Fitzpatrick going deep to Deshaun Jackson on the first 
So that's not Deshaun Jackson retiring, but Ryan Fitzpatrick is retiring. And I want to ask you guys, is Ryan Fitzpatrick the greatest journeyman in any sport? Oh, no question. One of my, by the way, one of my favorite players of all time because he had some great years. And, Jody, I'll, I'll uh, certainly uh, let you talk about that, that time he had with the Jets. He had that one terrific year with the Jets. But if I remember, uh, I'm not going to get this in order. He played for the Bengals, the Rams. He went to the Bills where he was decent. Um, Houston. The Jets, you just had Tampa, Miami, where he had that game in 2019 where he threw for 400 yards against the Eagles. God, that that destroyed their season. Yep. And just finished with Washington last year. I may be leaving something out, but what was that, eight or nine teams? And just w- stuck around forever. Jody, that year with the Jets, 2015 maybe? 16? I don't know, but um, he took him to the playoffs, right? He was his usual self. Fitz magic or Fitz tragic. It was one or the other. There was never any in-between. Either he was great or he was terrible. And he was had enough great moments and great games that he was able to stick around for as long as he did. I- I'll give you the guy who i got to give a tip of the cap to if you're going to give Ryan Fitzpatrick credit for his career. I had Brian Baldinger on one of my shows. I think mm-hmm. he was on the Rams at the time. And the Rams starting quarterback had gotten hurt or whatever. They were coming up on playing Eagles or whatever. He said, hey, be careful. If Ryan Fitzpatrick gets it, I'm going, Baldy, he's an Ivy League guy. What are we talking about here? Now the Eagles have to run in fear of an Ivy League guy? He said, Jody, I'm telling you, this kid can play. They should have been drafted. He wasn't drafted. They, he's he's absolutely got a gun attached to his right shoulder. And I'm just like rolling my eyes going, I know Baldy puts in a lot of work and he watches a lot of tape. But really, Ryan Fitzpatrick? Yes, yeah, 16 years later, however long it's been since when he was a very young guy, went behind the years NFL quarterback. We're not talking about his retirement. Oh, Baldy had him pegged a decade and a half ago. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it. I left the team out. I forgot he played for Tennessee. Along the way, and he did 17 years, Jody. Some as a backup, some as a starter. Journeyman is the ultimate, and uh, yeah, great. Uh, and the beard just kept getting longer with every single team. <laughs> All right, one more, Mosh. So as much as we complain about the lack of talent in the Phillies' farm system, you got a feel for the Phillies' minor leaguers, who apparently at every single level of the minor leagues, this is from a story this week in the Inquirer, at every single level of the minor leagues, they are living in hotels, and there's minor leaguers with a complaint out against the Phillies organization uh, that they did not put forth enough effort to get them into apartments. This is after Major League Baseball is now requiring organizations to provide housing for minor leaguers, and this isn't feels like it's not the first controversy that we've had surrounding the way the Phillies treat their minor league players. Uh, it. it it's not a good look for the Phillies right now. Major League players get paid so well and live so well and stay in the greatest uh, hotels in the country. Minor League players do not. Uh, a few years back, I wrote a story on minor leaguers and their lives, and you know they're eating, they're eating at McDonald's and they're living five to a room, and it's it's rough. Um, I saw Scott Lauber's story, which was very good, but I, I think from what I interpret, those players have a legitimate gripe, and with the amount of money floating around baseball, they should make life a little better for those kids. Jody, you got a thought? Yeah, let me add to it. Um, the reason that the players have a very legitimate gripe is, and Scotty detailed it in the story, when they go on the road, they're told to clean out their rooms. Now, the hotel may have the ability to store their stuff for them, but they're told to clean out their rooms because the hotel might rent the room for a couple of days while they're out of it, and then they'll be put back in when the team comes back in again. you got to pack up all your stuff every time your team goes on the road. That's just the Phillies not willing to pay for the room when it's not being used when they're on the road. 
that's just wrong. That's that's borderline abusive as far as I'm concerned. You hope these guys are going to be your future professionals. You should treat them like professionals from the very beginning. That's what I think. Most great job by you. Jody, my friend, it is a pleasure. And as I told people at the start of this show, uh, the plan for moving this show forward is is in the works. But I, I'm happy that Jody is going to be part of it. So, Jody... I'll talk to you soon, pal. Looking forward to it when next we hop back on the air, Mac Man. All right. Stay tuned. Uh, Go Birds Radio coming up with James and Elliot. I'll talk to you tomorrow uh, right here on 94 WIP. I'm going to be with Rob Ellis tomorrow. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 